Good morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, to this Hour of the Sacred Heart on this first Friday of the month of July. This is Father Stosh Daly joining you live in the studio here from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning, morning. Father. As we begin this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to please join us in praying the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Chuck and Joanne, here we are at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we enter into this first Friday of this month of July, we have an opportunity to uh, share with one another, an opportunity to delve into the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what uh, a beautiful opportunity in this month dedicated to the precious blood of Jesus. As we enter into this hour, of course, we're inviting all of you who are participating or listening, joining in on this hour with us to please feel free to call in here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, 614-459-4820. Again, 614-459-4820 with any questions you may have about the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Chuck? Yeah, and for mm-hmm. those also that want to send us an email or go on our website, it's sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org. And I think as we think of July, Father, we think of freedom. We think of being freed also of this world. And I think this program is all about bringing the Sacred Heart into our homes, which is really the freeing graces that we all need today from the world so we can become those children of God that our Lord wants us. Absolutely. And, you know, Chuck and Joanne, we, for those of us who are so familiar with the Sacred Heart devotion. We say the Sacred Heart. We say the Sacred Heart of Jesus. We refer to the Divine Heart. But for those of uh, our guests who are joining in with us, you know, sometimes there's that lack of familiarity, unfortunately. And for if you're listening and you're hearing us say the Sacred Heart or the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the most important thing we can encourage you and invite you to consider is that when we say the Sacred Heart, we're referring to the Heart of Jesus, the Heart of Christ. And in Scripture, of course, the word heart is referenced over a thousand times. Really? And the heart references the entirety of the person. So when we say the (gasps) sacred heart, we're basically saying the sacred person, the holy person. We're referring to the Lord, Jesus. And we don't want that reference, that term, that phrase, sacred heart, to get in the way, because it's supposed to actually be a great invitation, an invitation to each one of us, to our souls, our hearts, our homes, to make uh, a unity possible. Uh, a unity with the heart of Christ. So, you know, we think of our own selves and uh, when we think of a relationship or a difficulty and we use these terms like, my heart is uh, jumping for joy Mm. or I have a broken heart. Well, what's that referring to? It's not actually referring to the actual heart within the chest, Mm. but it's referring to your personality, all of who you are. You're Mm. either low or you're high, you're experiencing great joy or there's great sorrow. When we refer to the sacred heart, it's the same thing, referring to the Lord himself. And that sacred personhood, that sacred uh, divinity. And Jesus wants that, that reality of who he is to be with us and to be within us. And so powerfully, he wants to be in our homes. And what greater sign of love is there from the Lord to us than he actually wants to dwell where we dwell. 
You know, he doesn't want us just to be there in the church with him at Sunday Mass, which he does want us to be there, but he also wants to be in like the thick and thin of it all. He wants to be in our homes. Father, that is so important for you to just help us understand that. And, you know, as we have been involved with this now for, what, seven years in a more active way and many years before that in our own home enthronement, it really is ongoing and it really is going deeper all the time. And that is a tremendous meditation you just shared and also important for our non-Catholic brothers and sisters who might come into your home and see the image of the Sacred Heart. So you out there can also explain it right? and, and meditate on that. Because it is so beautiful, and I know you're also going to be sharing with us today about the most precious blood of Jesus, and that's another uh, something to stay tuned, and (laughs) (laughs) Father will once again help us go deeper and increase our love for our Lord. And you know, some of the things that we get back as feedback from uh, this monthly program on the first Friday, Mm -hmm. the first Friday, which is dedicated to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, Friday, which is the day of the Lord's passion, is people say, you know, Father, is there any way you can repeat these things? Ah. And it's like, well, uh, to my knowledge, they actually archive the show. Mm. So if you're hearing something and you're driving the car and you're thinking, oh, I want to revisit that, you know, we, we do invite you to go visit the archives on the website for St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Pull up the show, repeat, you know, replay something That's that you might have heard reminder, just for that Father. clarification. Because uh, the three mm-hmm. of us are very human. And we uh, love each other. We have extremely. great friendship. And we don't always remember to re- cycle back and repeat something. But you have that o- great opportunity to replay something here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio through mm-hmm. the archives. But as Joanne highlighted and directed, you know, when we draw close to the person of Jesus, there's always something new. There's mm-hmm. always something more. And last month, the month of June, of course, was the month of the Sacred Heart. It was our month mm-hmm. here where we are completely dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to the person of Jesus. And in that month, we have that beautiful solemnity of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whereas this month, this month of July, we kind of transition into a month that's dedicated more towards offering special reverence, veneration, adoration to the precious blood of Jesus to consider Mm -hmm. that great price that he paid, that great expression of his divine love for us, where the Lord allowed himself not to become a sinner, because he still remained God, but to take upon himself the consequences of our sins, where he shed his blood for us. And this month of July has traditionally been dedicated to the precious blood of Jesus. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, in the way we express things, we can kind of pit one devotion against another. Mm. There's this part against Mm -hmm. that part, and it's really not the case. Uh, When we see the Lord Jesus, we see his flesh, we see his blood, we see his love, we see the pain Part of this uh, reality of knowing the Sacred Heart is making an act of reparation. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, I do not want this suffering you experience mm-hmm. because you love us so much to go unattended. I'm going to mm-hmm. seek to assuage. I'm going to seek to take care of that suffering on your divine personhood because you love us so mm-hmm. much and we oftentimes don't love mm-hmm. you in return. But I do love you, Lord, and I'm going to love mm-hmm. you in place of those who don't. It's like in that conversation he had with St. Margaret Mary, you know, he asked for the gift of reparation. Would you not just spend some time with me in prayer, in loving prayer with me? Because I love so many people, but so few return that love. You know, and if you're listening to this program in the car or at home uh, or even online, maybe you're at work, 
I just you know throw the question out to you: How best can we as individuals return that love to the Lord? We ask for so much,、mm. uh, and He asks for so little in return. He just asks for that love, and bringing the Sacred Heart of Jesus into our homes. You know, for those who have already done it, you realize that in the grand scheme of things, in the great scope of it all, it doesn't really require that much of us. You know, is that ongoing attention given to the Lord, and He really animates. He really animates. I mean, I know, Chuck and Joanne, you have been involved in so many beautiful apostles and ministries. You know, if you could highlight what,、um, how would you best describe the energy or the enthusiasm that comes out、mm-hmm. of what you have learned and what you've grown in from the Sacred Heart? Well, I think for me, being involved with the men's conference and Lagadas and、um, number of really in the beginning of Saint Gabriel Radio,、um, the opportunity to really grow closer to an encounter to our Lord Jesus Christ. But I think what I what I ex- experienced with the enthronement is that bringing Jesus into our home as the King, brother, and friend. And enthroning our home to Him, and then our home needs to be another Bethany, as we talk about. Yes, absolutely. And to become another Bethany is I need to relinquish to our Lord.、Mm-hmm. You are now in charge of the home, and I want to serve you in a way, in a loving way, that I can serve my wife and I can serve my children, that reflect you. Right. And I think one of the barriers for people in enthroning is I don't get this heart being outside the body. Father. Sure.、Yeah. I mean, when they see、yeah. that, that's just not natural. Right. But that's how he appeared. Right. Exactly.、And、maybe share a little bit about how he appeared in 1675 to Saint Margaret Mary. Why his heart was outside? Well, it's almost like he was offering、mm. his heart to humanity. You know, he、mm. not only had the heart outside of his his、uh, chest; he was actually offering it to humanity,、mm. showing her the reality of who he is in this beautiful, powerful emblem of his heart,、uh, showing that you know within the divine love that God has for us, there is nothing held back. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing reserved,、um, and that goes in the face of a lot of、uh, thoughts and. Even maybe should we say like fads within Christianity, where you know, in order to know God, you've got to do something very special. In order to know God, you have to follow this particular path. In order to know God, you've got to give your bank account number to this particular person. No, that, the Lord doesn't work that way. He He offers all of who He is to anyone who is before Him, and He comes to those whom He loves, which is all of us. And He kind of exposes that heart, saying, "There are no reservations on my love." The only hindrance to my love is you not coming towards me, and so he's asking us come towards my heart, and he highlights that heart. He kind of pulls the heart out of himself so that we can see that very powerful manifestation of his love. And、uh, you know, I love you know Chuck. You highlighted Bethany, and in the process of making the Sacred Heart the center of our homes, we reference that Bethany. What is Bethany? Bethany is that little village where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived. And Jesus would go and spend time there to do what? Rest. In Bethany, Jesus was at peace. In Bethany, Jesus didn't have to convince anybody he was Lord. In Bethany, he didn't have to put on a show. In Bethany, he didn't have to correct. In Bethany, he was、mm. at peace. Of course, what happens in Bethany? Lazarus suffers, gets ill, and eventually dies. Jesus comes, and there's the great miracle of the resurrection of Lazarus from the dead. And of course, the people are looking on, and they say, "Look, he's he's weeping, 
you know, he must have really loved Lazarus. Jesus is weeping. I mean, Jesus brings Lazarus back from the dead in Bethany, but Bethany is a beautiful, powerful place because that's where he's at rest. He's at peace. And a lot of times, you know, if we're at struggles with the Lord, if we're struggling with the Lord or we're really not at peace with who he is as the Christ, the Lord has to kind of convince. He has to win us over. But for those who bring his sacred heart into the home, and they go into that process of ongoing veneration, of honoring the heart, keeping the heart at the center of all of who they are, keeping the heart as the goal of their lives, that place that you call home becomes a place of peace and rest for Christ. He sees you, he loves you as his own, as his own kin, as his own cousin, like Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. So when we do the enthronement of the sacred heart and we bring the image of Christ's heart into our home, that same image that he offered to Margaret Mary, the same image that Gertrude the Great saw, you know, the same image that has sustained the church in good times and in bad, he offers that heart to our homes, not only so that we can have a refuge within his heart, but so that our home becomes a refuge for the Lord. And in this world where truth is so persecuted, you know, everyone's afraid to highlight the truth for fear of upsetting or causing a riot or something. You know, the Lord Jesus, who is truth, we need to offer him not only a refuge in our home, but we need to find in his heart our own refuge, you know? And uh, just I, the, between the reference of Bethany being a place of rest, a village where he found peace, the reference to the heart, the image of the heart having to be that source of our hope, the source of our strength to go on. You know, if there's an argument in the family, if the spouses woke up and it's not a good day, or if the kids are cranky, you know, if there's turmoil in the home or if there's sorrow in the heart because of death, you know, we go to the heart of Christ. He is our refuge. And uh, and it's not a one and done. We've highlighted that over and over again. It's not a one and done. Bringing the heart of Jesus into our homes is an introduction to a process of how to live, of how to live completely dependent upon the Lord. <laughs> Chuck, you highlight, you know, we bring the heart, and, heart of Christ into our home and we have to acknowledge he's in charge. Well, that's not a one and done. You know, that's a, every day we have to remember. Continuation. Exactly. Father. We have to remind Father, ourselves, you're in charge. this is so beautiful. And for those of you listening, just um, you might want to replay this in the archives. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to take in. But it's so beautiful. I know as you're speaking, my heart is burning. And I think for me, what is being involved, as you, you know, have referred to many different movements, many different apostolates and maybe i think chuck and i are a little slow to get it and it's taken us <laughs> 45 years of... no i don't i don't agree with that at all <laughs> but i for me what is not exactly new but somewhat new is really focusing on the humanity of right. jesus yeah of that this is also um my lord but he is a man with feelings mm-hmm. hurt feelings sensitive, needing to be welcomed is, you know, we, Chuck and I love to welcome people into our home, but welcoming our Lord into our home, you know, as a permanent uh, king, brother, and friend, and knowing that he really is there for every conversation, and he is there to go to on a daily basis and really a moment-to-moment especially in times of need. And I know uh, there are times when, you know, you really, you wonder, where can I go? Well, you can always go 
to right. our Lord who is in your home. Yeah. And but the awareness of that in the images that we have, and we don't have to be confined to one that we do bring when we come for the enthronement. You do not need to have anything. Just open your door and you're opening your door to the Lord through the missionaries, bringing the statues and the manuals and rosaries, prayers, everything. And um, but that's all you need to do. But then you need to continue to allow him to be there, welcome him and love him. And that's when the promises and the graces start unfolding. And again, the phone number to call in with any questions or if you think about you've been nudged now to sign up for an enthronement, call 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820, or go online to sacredheartcolumbus.org, and you can register. And I think, finally, Father, it's really, it seems to me getting people to that uh, the finish line is only the beginning in this case. The finish line is getting the enthronement. It's then true, yeah. it's what happens after the finish line to continue to receive those graces. And it's, as you said, it's not once and done. So for those listening, the challenge is just it's one hour, one hour for us to come out on the preparation phase. It's one hour to come out on the enthronement phase. And between the two, it's a it's a week. And what we ask you to do in that week is just pray as a family, a rosary and a litany. But it's it's not uh, if you look at time wise, not a lot of time. But the power of the promises and the graces that will follow, and that you can be open to, are those that are out of this world. They really are. And you know, as we uh, invite. Uh, those who are listening to consider bringing the sacred heart of Jesus into their homes, also into their places mm-hmm. of work. You know, you have a cubicle, you've mm-hmm. got a desk, you know, have an image of Christ's heart there, just as a very powerful reminder, a reminder that you are not mm-hmm. alone, that I am not alone, that the that the, the Christ, Jesus, who is the Christ, dwells with us here and now. Uh, you know, I love that reference to the humanity, Joan, that you made. And mm-hmm. just to understand, you know, when you do the enthronement of the sacred heart, when you bring the sacred heart of Jesus into your home, it's an invitation, it's the first step towards living a different kind of life. And every uh, month, on the first Friday of that month, we're here and we enter into this sacred heart hour where we speak about the importance, the significance of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. But w- what we're also doing is we're inviting those who have already brought the Sacred mm, Heart into your homes point, to start to live the Christian life in a more deeper way. And that's why we highlight, well, what's this month dedicated to? And what's the mm-hmm. intention of the Holy Father for this month asking us to pray? And what are some of the special feast days or devotions? You know, How do we tie in our holy Catholic faith with the celebration of the month? You know, July is not just the month of the precious blood, for it, but we Americans, it's also our, the month of our independence. But if we can look at the humanity of Jesus, and we can see that divine love that dwells within his humanity, we understand that you can't separate the two. They're so tightly bound up and united to one another. And if we can consider, you know, growing up in our own homes, uh, or an apartment, or even at school, and you fall and you scrape your knee, and you start to shed blood, do you just keep on going? Most of us, when we see blood, we immediately want to cover it up. We want to address it. We want to address the wound. But when we consider the love Christ has for us, and we consider our beloved Savior, Jesus, I mean, he shed blood. He received a lot more than just scrapes and bruises out of love for us. 
we are so quick to address our wounds, our cuts, our bruises,、hmm. especially if we shed blood. We're so quick to cover those up, clean them, dress them, and start the healing process. And what we're doing when we bring the Sacred Heart of Jesus into our lives, we're opening ourselves up to the wounds of Christ. And we're opening、mm-hmm. ourselves up to the invitation given by the Father in heaven to、mm-hmm. assist in basically covering those wounds, not covering them as if they don't exist, but covering them so that they can heal. We don't want the blood of Jesus that's been poured out out of love for us to go unaddressed or unacknowledged. So we have this、mm-hmm. month of July where we can venerate. The pouring forth of the precious blood of Jesus. And the most important way we can do that, of course, is drawing close to Him in the Mass.、Yeah. To understand that chalice, which、mm. is wine and has just a drop of water mingled、mm. in with it, which is, symbolizes the divinity that、mm. is mingled with the humanity, Jesus offers that up at the Last Supper and it becomes the cup of His blood, the blood、mm. of the everlasting and new covenant. And to understand that blood is offered up to satiate our thirst. But the blood is also made present so that we know I have a role here to play、mm. in offering myself as a healing balm to the Lord who has poured forth his blood out of his love for us. And the heart, the blood, the body, the blood, you know, it's not a coincidence that July follows June. It's not a coincidence that、mm. June is dedicated towards the sacred heart and July is dedicated towards the precious blood. We who have drawn close to that heart, we understand the precious commodity that is every drop of precious blood. And to receive Jesus in Holy Communion in a state of grace. And,、uh, you know, today where so many people suffer from allergies, there's a lot of hesitation to receive both species, the host and the blood. But please keep in mind, our church has always taught when you receive one, you receive both. We call it the doctrine of concomitance. It's a really long word that highlights when you receive one, you receive both. When you have the heart of Jesus in your home, when you have the heart of Christ dwelling within your heart, you have the entirety of who he is the body, the blood, the soul, and divinity. It's that unity, that unity which is so, so incredibly important to we Catholic Christians. We are not focused on dividing the Lord, we're not focused on dividing his divinity from humanity. We're not focused on dividing his body from his blood. We're all about the unity, the unity that Christ makes、mm. of himself for us, and a unity he wants to have with us. He wants us to be united to him. And,、uh, you know, just that, what, more wor- what words could be more healing and consoling、mm. when this world that we try to struggle through, so often we get very wounded, to know Jesus wants to be united to us? There's no wound, no hurt, no cut that we could experience from ourselves or our loved ones or strangers. That cannot be compared to and healed by the wounds that Christ experienced out of love for us. And it and comes from the heart. And we have to get over our feeling of unworthiness. Oh, yes. And that we、yeah. really, what, what can I do to, you know, help Jesus,、mm-hmm. to console Jesus? Who am I? Right. You know, I'm a, I'm a lowly worm. <laughs> yeah, I was. This was is my, an analogy, right? He was、This、my favorite character in Richard Scarry. We always love Lowly Worm, but but、um, but truly, I think that is from the、uh, from the evil one, because Jesus does want us to draw close to Him. He does want us to be part of His body, and He wants to heal us, and He gives us that dignity. Because he created us and died for us. And that's what we need to focus on, not ourselves, but on our Lord. Well, and I think as we've been talking this morning 
Um, we also want to just share a little bit about the promises because it, Jesus says, if you expose and honor my heart, and these are some of the promises we can go through and uh, so forth, but number two is, I will give peace in their families. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Who doesn't need peace today? You know, I, I, I know when I grew up, um, I grew up in a generation where our doors were open, the neighbors were all around you, uh, yeah. eyes were all on you, um, you could leave keys in the car. Everybody watched out for everybody. Everybody watched mm-hmm. out. Yep. And now we don't have that situation. Yeah. But we need to be able to have someone watching out for us, and that's Jesus. And the best way to watch out for our families is to enthrone the, the sacred heart in your family. So I will give peace to their families. And then number nine, I will bless those places wherein the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. And then he's talking about graces that will just flow from this. But it's also what he's saying is it doesn't end with just putting the image up. It now begins a new beginning where you and your family can now come and pray together and and communicate better because that's what he wants. So I personally believe, Father, what was given in 1675 is relevant, more relevant today than more needed and more needed. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I just uh, was working with a couple of families over the past couple of days. One family brought to a close the enthronement process and they, made the Lord's sacred heart the center of their family, and then I helped another family begin, and it was so beautiful to see uh, the second of the two families, this young married couple, married a couple of years, two little ones, and as we were praying the rosary with one another, and then we entered into the litany of the sacred heart, the two-year-old little boy, two-and-a-half-year-old little boy was just kind of rolling around. You know, his, He had his rosary in his hand, and then the little girl was in the lap of her mother. But to see this young family set out upon the prayers— to make the Lord Jesus the king, the brother, the friend of that home, uh, and to acknowledge, you know, we're not going to have everything that our children need, but mm. Jesus will have everything they need. And if we can help these little ones now, as they start to grow, know that Jesus Christ is at the center of the home, it alleviates the stress. And any wounds that will be caused as a result of natural conflict, differences in personalities, any and all of those wounds, any and all difficulties, all joys, all victories, they can all be addressed by, and they all belong to the Lord. You know, I, I had the experience of going up to Milwaukee to a men's leadership summit, and these are men throughout the country that put on men's conferences, and and I thought what the takeaway I have is everybody wants what we have in Columbus. We have 40 missionary teams. <laughs> well, and, we are the heart of it all. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I, and, you know, they are badgers. And we oh, are the poor thing. You know, no one's perfect in this <laughs> no, life. That's right. No one's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I realized one thing when I made the sharing on the Sacred Heart, there was a gentleman there, and he was leading this whole summit, and they wanted to do this in Milwaukee. And he was saying, I now know this, is, this was the key to my parents. Was the sacred oh, yeah. exactly in my yeah. home? Oh yeah, because yeah. he was six four, played for the Bills, Buffalo Bills, wow. played for the Patriots. His brother was bigger than him, who oh, was there. Gosh, and the rest <laughs> of the children were all big in their family. But he always wondered, how did we make it? 
Yeah. And he said, that's mm. why I want the Sacred Heart of Milwaukee yeah. now, because I know what it did for my family. Right. And I, I think actually, you know, mm. just as a point of um, holy pride, we have been so blessed here in Central Ohio, in Columbus, basically in the uh, listening area of St. Gabriel Radio. We have been so incredibly blessed by God's grace to see and to witness and to experience and to really receive the fruits from so many beautiful graces from the Lord. And this uh, movement, this uh, effort, this return to the Sacred Heart is a pure gift from God the Father. And you know, it's a great opportunity to just share about St. Gabriel Catholic Radio because part of that, big part of that, has been St. Gabriel and being able to proclaim the faith, being able to invite. And just the last enthronement Chuck and I witnessed, um, that is how the young woman heard about it, was through the radio, through oh, our yeah. program. Yeah. And uh, the thing that uh, was very interesting is people came because they were they did not they were concerned. Um, what was this? They didn't know. Mm-hmm. And at the end of watching the DVD where father, when we come for an enthronement, we bring, we leave a DVD. So father can answer questions every day about 10 minutes and they listened and they ended up having an enthronement. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, if you're, if you have family members or neighbors that are saying, what is this? Invite them. Yeah. Invite them to learn because that is another grace for them. And that's what we witnessed. And it was so beautiful. But please support St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Be a sustainer and be on board because that is a very important way to plug in to the new evangelization and to go deeper in your faith. Not only to be fed, but also to aid in feeding others. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, just making sure that, I mean, that simple phrase, the sacred heart of Jesus is made audible so that people can actually hear that. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier about the precious blood, how July is dedicated to the precious blood and how there used to be such a strong devotion to that Mm -hmm. reality and how the sacred heart of Jesus used to be in every home. These words which bear life were heard by many Mm -hmm. and then they disappeared. And now we wonder why so many people are starving for some kind of meaning to life, sometimes some kind of meaning for their existence. And St. Gabriel Catholic Radio makes audible, it makes hearable once again those powerful life-giving words. And you like can the hear Sacred it Heart of over Jesus. and over again <laughs> through the archives. There are many different voices, yeah. But uh, it has been such a privilege and joy to have you join us for this first segment of this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus on this first Friday of the month of July. And so as we bring to a close this uh, first segment on this uh, hour, we invite you to join us in prayer. And let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, you have appointed your only begotten Son, the Redeemer of the world, and willed to be appeased by his blood. Grant, we beg of you, that we may worthily adore this price of our salvation and through its power be safeguarded from the evils of the present life so that we may rejoice in its fruits forever in heaven. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. Uh, I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass. Uh, when I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. Went through a divorce and um, 
ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. And it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. I have a peace when I walk through the doors of the Catholic Church, like that's where I belong. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. The bishop is our shepherd. The sheep know his voice. Learn about the faith from Bishop Frederick F. Campbell with the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio audio archives of Bishop Campbell's Reflections. The audio files are online and on demand. This treasury of Catholic teaching is a great tool for Bible study groups, PSR classes, RCIA programs, and people of all ages. Check out Bishop Campbell in the archives at stgabrielradio.com. Why do Catholics honor Mary so much? When Jesus had given us everything on the cross, he looked down and saw one last gift, his mom. And he told his beloved disciple, Behold your mother. And he told his mother, Behold your son. That beloved disciple was John, but it's also you. Jesus gave you, his mother, to be your spiritual mom. God didn't save us as individuals, but as a family. And the most highly honored human being in the family of the church, not including Jesus himself, who also happens to be God, it isn't some super apostle or great prophet or warrior king. It's a mom. Largely unnoticed in this life, and now called Ark of the New Covenant, Terror of Demons, Help of Christians, Queen of Heaven and Earth. But the most honored title she has is Mother, Mother of God and our Mother. So why do we honor Mary so much? Because she's our mom. And that's a good insight into the weight of glory waiting for all mothers. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Good morning and welcome back to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here we join, joining us live in the studios here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson as we celebrate this first Friday of the month of July. Before we enter into the opening prayer for this segment, Chuck, would you mind allowing our visitors to know what uh, the intention is given to us by our Holy Father for this month of July? Evangelization is the topic. Yep, uh, the July prayer intention of the Holy Father, evangelization, priest and their pastoral ministry that priests who experience fatigue and loneliness in their pastoral work may find help and comfort in their intimacy with the Lord and in their friendship with their brother priests. Having heard these words given to us by our Holy Father, Pope Francis, as our intention to pray for in this month of July, we keep that treasure in our hearts as we open up this next segment of the Sacred Heart Hour in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. 
Amen. Amen. As we bring ourselves into the second half of this segment dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus on this first Friday of the month of July here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Once again, if you have any thoughts or questions or inquiries about uh, bringing the Sacred Heart of Jesus into your home, we invite you to please call in to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio at 614-459-4820. Again, 614-459-4820. 4820. You can also visit sacredheartcolumbus.org to learn more about this devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. As we highlighted in the first segment of this month's First Friday Hour, when we bring the Sacred Heart of Jesus into our lives, we really start to understand the invitation given to us by Christ to live life in a very different way, mm-hmm. a more all-encompassing way, a more Catholic way. And more joyful. And more joyful. And uh, here on this first Friday, uh, everything that you hear and you witness uh, comes about as a result of a beautiful friendship, a love that we have with the Lord Jesus through His Sacred Heart. And uh, also hearing those prayers that our Holy Father commends to our attention Mm -hmm. every month. And this month, of course, we enter into a particularly striking and powerful prayer, not just for me as a priest, but also uh, for you, Chuck and Joanne, because you have a son who's a priest. We do. And you can identify with the demands and the needs. (laughs) (laughs) So so you're going to be praying in a particular way for priests. We do. We do pray in a particular way. For priests. And, you know, I will just again share what a gift it is to have a priestly vocation in your family. And I will uh, also encourage you as parents to pray for your children and to, you know, just keep that in mind for them that God might be calling them to a priestly vocation or a religious life. So, but, you know, as we've always said to our children, um, our job is to get them praying. (laughs) Sure, absolutely. It's not for us to say, well, God told me to tell you. (laughs) You know, because we we never want credit and we certainly don't want blame Blame. if it doesn't work out. So, but I I think, (laughs) but I think that this particular, um, you know, prayer this or intention this month is so important that I think it's so important for the faithful to understand as we are focused on the humanity of Jesus, the humanity of our priests Mm. and that their hearts and that their need to be loved, to be encouraged, to be invited and to be affirmed is so important. We're so quick to point out that, you know, what what we didn't agree with or a fault or whatever, but to remember that our priests bring us Jesus. Our priests have given their lives to the Lord in a very unique and really heroic way, especially in these times. And so I think that to pray for them and to love them and affirm them is probably needed more now than ever before. And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, it can just be a thoughtfulness in their knowing that you do love them and that you are praying for them. That means so much. You know, a lot of people sometimes will ask me, uh, I sometimes I used to say a lot of people pose the questions like, Father, what can I do for mm-hmm. you? Or what can I do for my parish priest? You know, what's, What's a quiet way I can say thank you? And I, I encourage him. It's like when you go to Holy Mass, you know, and you're going up to receive our Lord Jesus in Holy Communion, um, 
consider as a beautiful gift, as like a spiritual bouquet, receiving Jesus in Holy Communion and offering up those graces for the sanctification of that priest mm. in question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when you're praying your rosary and you're asking the Holy Virgin to be present with you as you meditate on the mm-hmm. life of her son Jesus, to <clears throat> ask Our Lady to adopt as her mm-hmm. own that priest, which she already has, mm-hmm. but to make that quite clear, to make that almost like a bold declaration, you know, Our Lady, I want you to make sure that this priest, your son, like St. John, mm-hmm. you know, that youngest of the 12 apostle at the Last Supper, make sure that this priest knows he is your son. Make sure that this priest knows that you desire his complete union with your divine son, Jesus. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of times uh, it's kind of like a, a difficult position for a priest to be in when people come up and they're like, oh, Father, and they just have to vent or complain or just rant about another priest. And it's like, well, I can't make excuses for his shortcomings or his inadequacies, mm-hmm. but have you ever considered mm-hmm. praying for him? Uh, because the vocation that each one of us are called to is ultimately a vocation to holiness, whether it's priesthood, religious life, or the married state. Each one of these vocations is supposed to culminate in holiness. And we each need each other to get there, to be holy. And uh, to be a priest, just like it's to be married in today's world, is not easy. It's like the whole world is pulling you away from that final destination of holiness. And that's part of what this hour is about, is making sure that the sacred heart of Jesus, that source of divine love, that source through which divine light emanates, is our goal. And our priests mm-hmm. need to be men of the sacred heart of Jesus. But our priests have come from ages and schools and uh, families and homes where for the past 30, 40, 50 years, the sacred heart of Jesus has been absent. Right. So a lot of our priests are even ignorant of the power of mm-hmm. the heart. And uh, if you find yourself uh, just kind of struggling with the quality or the length (laughs) or the brevity of a homily, it's like that's an invitation to ask the Lord to bless that priest. You know, one of the promises our Lord Jesus made to St. Margaret Mary was, you know, I will bless priests. I will give priests the power to convert the most hardened of hearts. Mm -hmm. You know, if that priest draws close to my heart, then my heart will overwhelm that priest. My heart will be noticed through that priest. And, you know, we are in today's world, in this year of 2018, Mm -hmm. in this month of July, we are in need of priests who can actually be shepherds of souls. Mm -hmm. But a shepherd not only has to know the flock, but a shepherd has to know where to lead the flock, where to take Mm -hmm. the flock, how to protect the flock. And that kind of information, that kind of knowledge only comes from being in union with the good shepherd, the supreme shepherd, which is our Lord. And so I'm so grateful uh, partly selfishly speaking, but I am very grateful that our Holy Father, Pope mm-hmm. Francis, would commend to all yes, of our care and concern too. this particular intention to pray for priests, mm-hmm. uh, that they may not uh, be overwhelmed by that experience of fatigue, that they may not be overwhelmed by that experience of loneliness in their pastoral work. You know, and I, I get this question a lot. People will say, Father, you know, my son's considering priesthood. Well, that's beautiful. Well, I don't, I don't know that I want him to be a priest. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. if I may ask why, well, I don't want him to be lonely like you. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. well... I'm not lonely. Um, I might be alone, but trust me, after living a very public life, I treasure, I relish my moments of being alone. But I have never experienced loneliness. I mean, I say that quite boldly. I've never experienced loneliness because when you live your life in union with the heart Mm -hmm. of Christ, 
you actually yearn for that one moment where you're alone. But being alone mm-hmm. is not the same as being lonely. Right. But there are many who are. Mm-hmm. And so we pray that the intimacy of Christ can break apart that jail cell of loneliness, you know, liberate the priest. And you know, when, uh, when a priest does have a homily that touches your heart, and sometimes probably being a mother of a priest, I want to stand up and say, Amen, <laughs> hallelujah, wasn't he wonderful? And, and start clapping my hands, you know. <laughs> As Chuck's looking over and saying, please don't. I, I, exactly. And especially if it's my son. Oh, my goodness. But, but you know, make sure you tell Father yes, yeah. that you really, that touched your heart and that had meaning for you. Right. Because so many times, even, you know, people will say, wasn't that great? Well, did you tell Father? You know, mm-hmm. assuming Father knows and not, this isn't to, you know, bolster him up but it's to give him positive feedback and affirmation which really i think is very lacking it's one of the points of humor we all presume that father knows when he's done well yeah but we all understand he probably needs to know when he hasn't (laughs) that is so well maybe it keeps us humble i'm not sure that is (laughs) or broken that is very true father (laughs) but you know we are so grateful for this intention and the opportunity to pray for our priest uh, but as you, we are in this month of July, we also have another profound opportunity mm-hmm. to just give thanks and praise, and that's for the independence of our country and the freedoms mm. of our country. You know, I mean, we as Americans, we are so blessed and so privileged to live in a land where we can practice our holy faith free and in the open. For now. And, and though the storms do seem to be on the horizon, mm-hmm. and there are so many challenges to our freedom mm-hmm. and so many assaults and affronts against our holy faith, we live in a country where we have the freedom, and it is really up to us who believe in the Lord Jesus to not only give thanks and praise for the gift of this freedom and to ask the Lord to protect this freedom and to bless our nation, but also to make sure our nation gets on its knees before the sacred heart mm-hmm. of Jesus. Uh, right. Our country was founded by God-fearing individuals, and to somehow succumb to the thought that we no longer have to be God-fearing mm-hmm. individuals, mm-hmm. we are begging, we are begging for a slap. We are begging for, you know, an annihilation. We are strong only as long as we are on our knees in prayer and with humility. And, you know, I mean, as we're going into this hour of the Sacred Heart on this first Friday, uh, a month dedicated to the precious blood of Jesus, the blood that pours forth out of the heart of Christ, you know, we can be, we must be a people of adoration. You know, we must be a people who respond to freedom. And, uh, you know, Chuck, why don't you highlight for us uh, from your own perspective, because you, you served in the military. You are a man of our country. You have a deep love for our country. What is the significance you see in our country, once again, drawing close to the sacred heart of Jesus? Well, I think, first of all, you go back to it all starts with the family. Yep. I mean, society starts with the family. And our Lord came to the family first, then the church second. Absolutely. Yeah, the Holy Father. Yeah. So people say, how was it that he spent 30 years... <laughs> Right. With a family. Exactly. Yep. And three years in public ministry. Yep. Because he really wanted to emphasize that's the most important vocation we have today is for a man to be a godly man, a provider and protector of his family. And I was thinking as we were talking about our son being a priest. And early on, um, when we had Father Joe Loscombe, oh, and he witnessed peace, yeah. our enthronement, Good priest. 
And he opened their front door, and all of our children were there, four of them watching. And he said, Satan, out of this house. Yeah. He called him out of that house. I didn't know Satan was there. And no. Uh, <laughs> but we, right. we also realized that that was also another step for us mm. that freed us up to become who we're supposed to be, and our children could now become freed. And I think that's what the freedom of the country is. If we're freed with our Lord and we have great trust in our Lord, then we can take it out and start to really understand what true freedom is. And I love, I love how you said that. You, ha- you trace it back to a point. Father Joe Losh, a good priest, mm-hmm. a very holy priest, if mm-hmm. I may dare God to bless his soul. say that. Priest. A good priest. He was completely free, and he chose to embrace that freedom. When he visited your home, he chose to do what he was supposed to do, which was open that door and claim that household for Christ. Mm-hmm. And he gave a powerful witness to you as a married couple and to your children. Mm-hmm. And see, when someone pursues freedom, which is the ability to do what they ought to do, to choose the good, Mm -hmm. freedom is not the ability to do whatever you want to do. That's what's destroying our country. Mm -hmm. Freedom is to do what you ought to do, to choose the good. When someone chooses to embrace that freedom, to do the good, it spreads seeds, seeds of freedom into other people's hearts. You know, and we see that in countries that have fought for freedom, but they also have the holy faith. They understand it's choosing the good. It's doing the good. It's not doing what I want. It's doing the greater good. Well, what is the greater good? The greater good is determined by God. And see, if, if you deny God, you're basically absent of a greater good. You're left with yourself, which is an enslavement. And so we are celebrating our Independence Day this month of July. We're calling all Catholic Christians, all people of goodwill, to acknowledge our freedom is a precious commodity. It's a gift from God. And Father, no matter... You know, what side, uh, if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent. Lost in the middle. Lost in the <laughs> middle. To pray for our leaders, to pray for our president. Absolutely. Pray for his yep. cabinet. Pray for who the next Supreme Court judge will be. And it's it's so much more than a, you know, than a, a party. It's a principle. It's our nation. And to really pray for godly people to do that. Or for people, you know, to receive right. the Holy Spirit in a way is I, so important. And I do think, therefore, as we talk about freedom, the greatest gift we can give to our families today to allow them to start experience true freedom is to enthrone our homes. Absolutely. I, yeah. I believe that, Father. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Over all these years, now 35 years of starting with Marriage Encounter, Joanne and I being part of a team, to where we are today, this is it. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, it's true freedom. freedom. This is a call out to all of you. you know, anyone who's listening at this uh, program right now, if you find any any mm-hmm. kind of slavery in your home, if there's any kind of, uh, you know, where you're bound up and you've lost mm-hmm. freedom, you are that in, you're that individual who needs the power, the liberating power of the Sacred Heart of Jesus in your home. And so often today we find people enslaved to impurity, addictions mm-hmm. to technology, addictions to the idea of success at the detriment of the of the family you know the idea of trying to fit in with a culture mm. that's going nowhere very fast mm. i mean all of these things can very much enslave us and yet that's not what the lord wants he wants us to be free mm. and though it is a process that is fraught with great difficulty you bring the lord into the home and he starts cleaning things out 
setting people free. Yeah, that's a good you know, point. Those that. chains can be on your wrist for a long time. Well, when he goes to cut the chain off, it's going to hurt. Mm. But guess what? That freedom is worth mm. it to live in the glory, to live in the light of Christ. And it's such a beautiful thing for us to consider, not only as Catholic Christians, but Catholic Christians who are Americans, to be so yeah, grateful we live in this country. You know, I, I experienced growing up in New England, wonderful Protestant family, and um, and back then there were, you know, we, we were strong. Protestants were strong. Catholics were strong. Um, we, we had churches in every town, active and so forth. And what has happened now is... Um, I, I think for both the Catholic faith and the Protestant faith, we've lost numbers. Yeah, People sure. People have drifted away, and we're missing our Protestant brothers and sisters today in this country. Yeah. And I remember Father Groeschel said, when that when that started to break in the fifties, yeah, look where our country started to go. It's almost that the God is sports. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's replaced it. So we got to support all Christians today. And we got to continue to be a witness today. And one way to witness in tune is to enthrone your home to Jesus Christ. And to invite yeah. others to bring the sacred heart of Jesus into their homes. I mean, to, to bring our country back before the Lord, how does one do so great a task? Hmm. Well, you begin with, as Chuck highlighter, the family. You begin with your family. Ourselves. Well, how do, you bring, how do you bring your family back before the Lord? Hmm. Well, you begin with yourself. You begin by bringing your heart before the Lord, then the hearts of those with whom you live, then the hearts of those around whom you live. And then we start doing that. And we have been so incredibly blessed here in central Ohio to have so many homes, so many households, households that are comprised of individuals, households that are comprised of couples, households that are comprised of families. We've had schools and businesses take a knee before the Lord. Not take a knee in protest, but take a knee before the Lord in humility to acknowledge Jesus, you are the king, the brother, and the friend of those who dwell here. And, you know, peace and joy cannot really be um, bought. No. It can't be stolen. And it can be counterfeited, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, pleasure and fun. and But that is not the same. Right. So when you start living in peace and joy, there it, it's contagious. Yeah. I remember telling one of the guys who lives with me, one of the seminarians, I could tell you struggling. I said, listen, you can pretend to be happy, but you can't pretend to be smart. Okay. <laughs> so I'm seeing through this. So where is the sorrow coming from? You know, I can, I can see through an empty fake smile, yeah. but event, you're cracking here on the sides, you know, so you can pretend to be happy, but you can't pretend to be smart. And so come on, let's get this out. We have to go before the Lord. Yeah. You know, we have to unite ourselves to him and our country right now. I rem- you highlighted Father Benedict Rochelle. What a beautiful prophet for mm. our times. You know, he I carried he carried a heavy cross in the final years of his life. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful prophet. But he highlighted our country. If we turn our back on God, we become a body without a skeleton, waiting to collapse in on itself. So for we who believe, if you're listening right now on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio to this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart on this first Friday, and you're listening to what we're speaking of, please join us in praying for our country as we celebrate mm-hmm our independence, and as we relish the gift of freedom, join us in praying for our country. Join us for praying for our leaders. Join us in praying for our young people, the leaders of tomorrow, that we will all once again be a God-fearing nation, a nation which is not afraid to admit there is a God, not afraid to admit who is God, Jesus, and not afraid to bring God into our homes through his sacred heart. 
How beautiful our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents. The Sacred Heart carried a lot of homes through the dark years of not one but two world wars. Absolutely. The Sacred Heart was the source of sustenance Mm -hmm. and strength for many Mm -hmm. a heart of mother and father who had to let their children go off to war or to move just to Mm -hmm. have a a living, to take a job someplace else. And now there's a cultural war. Yes. The culture of death. Yeah. The battle is raging and it's real. And it, it conquers one heart at a time. Yeah. And the realm of Christ and the glory of the Sacred Heart also conquers one heart at a time, yeah. one household at a yeah. time. So we have been so very blessed. And as in this hour, we've meditated upon the significance of the precious blood, the significance of the Holy Mass. Mm-hmm. You know how the Holy Mass, we go to the Holy Mass to receive Jesus in Holy Communion, but then we can also return home and see the mm-hmm. Lord's heart, that same heart that we receive in Holy Communion. The one whom we see in the in the home is the one whom we receive in the church, and then we go back and see him in the home to offer up our prayers and petitions uh, to the Lord, and to you know also to keep in mind that we not only have the opportunity to bring the Sacred Heart into our homes, to receive the Sacred Heart in the Holy Mass in our parish churches, but also we have an annual gathering, uh, the Sacred Heart Congress held here in Columbus. It's a beautiful opportunity. I encourage you to just look ahead to November, you know, pencil aside that weekend. It's not too early to put it on your calendar. <laughs> Reserve the date. Save November the date. 10th. It's going to be November awesome. November 10th, and uh, the Buckeyes are out of town that weekend. You know, and if you're really, you know, just like this month of July is always very hot and humid, and you we, can just look ahead to November. It's cool. <laughs> tremendous speakers this year. And the registration will be open mid-July, mid-July, and you'll be able to register. And I think in closing... Um, the challenge we're throwing out today is true freedom. If you want true freedom, starts mm-hmm. with ourselves, starts with our Lord, but it comes into the house. And we want to free our families from everything going on so we can truly be the family that God wants us to be. So at this point, think about enthroning your home. And even if all your children aren't on board, that's okay. They're all going to be part of that into the Lord's heart by you willing to say yes and th- and to And throw your dorm room. Yes, make the Lord present wherever you go. Bring his heart there. And, uh, you know, once again, for those of you who find yourself listening to this hour and there's a particular scar or a cut mm. on your heart or there's a mm. wound that you carry, we just ask you in Christian charity, go before the Lord Jesus. Go before the Lord Jesus in his sacred heart. Bring his heart into your home. Spend some time before the Lord Jesus in adoration. Uh, go visit our Lord in the tabernacle. Uh, seek to have that peace and that unity with the Lord there in this present moment. And on this first Friday of the month of July, uh, we invite you also to consider attending Mass. Attend Holy Mass mm-hmm. in a spirit of reparation to make yourself present before the Lord in His sacred heart. Uh, and to, you know, really take in the full advantage of having that unity with Christ. As we bring to a close this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to please unite your intentions and your hearts with us as we close in prayer and set off to live the rest of our day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our families to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials, and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. 
Amen. 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 Thank you, Father.